0: hi guys welcome back to a brand new edition of everything matters this is episode number three it's been a long time coming i know probably eight months i haven't actually looked um i have just been super busy with life it has literally got in the way uh also it's just been motivating um myself to do these uh i've just been exploring other things in myself like pushing myself out of boundaries learning new things doing new things uh which we'll try and kind of cross tonight on this episode I'll, I'll try not to make it too long because I know 45 minutes of the last one was quite a long one so I'll try and keep this down to about 30 minutes um yeah uh so what have I been doing so I think in the last podcast or the episode should I say um I was just getting used to this so this is me getting you getting back into this and talking into the mic and trying to think of what to say so if I am an error a lot that is just me I can't help it even when I talk to normal nor talk in real life I'm all like um uh it's something I've always struggled with. I, I don't have the confidence to have a natural, flowing conversation, and it's a little bit harder when you're sitting here on your own in your bedroom, well, office, uh, doing these sort of things. So yeah, um, where have I been? So where for the last sort of ten months, I have been busy. Uh, obviously, some of you know that I was at, uh, at a holiday park where I decided to resign. Uh, I took a gamble. Um, I wasn't happy there towards the end. Uh, the travelling was getting too much getting up mega early in the morning, sometimes I was up at half past five, having to get to work for, I don't know, half seven, I think it was a half seven, I can't actually remember, I, I know I was waking to half four, but it was just taking too much time, I was struggling to see friends, family, um, it just wasn't working out for me, so I took the took the gamble, went for a couple of interviews, unsuccessful, successful in two, um, and the one I did want, I got eventually, took a long wait, took me like three weeks <laughs> to hear back. But I kept waiting, I was being patient, and then as soon as I found out I'd got the job, um, I waited for my contracts to come through like you would do, and then you would res- and I resigned from my job, and then uh, I've been at my current company about eight months now, uh, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's so similar to what my last role was, um, but just with more responsibility, I've sort of stepped up to a, kind of like a manager position, but not quite a manager. So like um, when I was at, when you swept saying like a team leader, which was in between the colleague and the manager, so I'm sort of in that area, but I've been given more, responsi- more responsibility recently, um, taking on scheduling, looking after, you know, my finally my manager is letting me loose, um, but I still need his help. He's still my little like safety blanket. So it's good that I can, uh, if I'm struggling, I can go straight to him and be like, ah, I need help. Um, but I'm learning new things every day. I've been made responsible, you know, on certain days to run the holiday park when management isn't in. So that's a massive challenge. It's, it's always nerve wracking for me um but touch wood nothing nothing bad has happened oh sorry about that that was me banging the table and the echo hitting through um yeah so it's been a massive challenge i'm thoroughly enjoying it and i'm looking forward to what 2023 has for me in my role um because the parent the company i work for is in the process of a se- for a sale so who knows what's going to happen with the new if the new company the new new company have finally come in uh maybe my role will change a little bit more maybe i'll give be given more training you no know, not training but more stuff to do you know it's really exciting you know my role is it could be adapted I don't know but yeah that's all been good um other things I've been doing I have just been um sorting myself out mentally uh it's been a it's still a long road you know like I say it, it never gets better but well, it does but it will never go away so I'm still having my down days my bad days um but yeah I'm getting there and I've just been busy uh doing other things you know having a life (laughs) um my life has been going great the last sort of 10 months as well um yeah don't want to go too much into it i'd rather discuss that on another episode uh when when i hopefully have a special guest i have been trying to don't worry uh recently i have asked and hopefully the next one we will have someone here on talking about anything and everything and then eventually hopefully mr jake davis will make an appearance and hopefully end my career as a podcaster um yeah no he won't (laughs) we'll make it PG (laughs) um so yeah so tonight I just really wanted to discuss um a topic that's kind of like hit me recently it hasn't affected me in my own life but it's affecting people around and it just makes me reflect on um how I felt during that time It's, it's about loss really and um how I dealt with it over sort of like the last 33 years of my life it hasn't drastically impacted on my life sort of in the last maybe 10 years but definitely uh when I was a child up until about 13 it was a massive there was loads of like loss hurt um but loss could be anything really so I sort of try and go back into my memories and and try and explain how I felt at the time so the sort of like the first moment of loss for me was I must have been about six or seven um or maybe yeah it must have been about six or seven and i had a great aunt uh called lulabelle uh, that's how i knew her her name was Aunt lulabelle to me and i remember the first time of loss was when my mum was we were upstairs and my mum came up and spoke to me or she was upset i think i went to her and she told me about aunt lulabelle passing um and it's kind of weird because obviously she was my nan's older sister and i spent a lot of time with my nan and we would go out with my aunt Bell to like various different things mean, she'd take me to london we'd go off to like uh i think when i was like six they took me to a thomas the tank engine day at a steam railway um there are other things i think i did it's just i generally just remember we used to go out and get the bus down to hers and we'd go off somewhere um and had a couple of adventures but i don't have many memories of her i just remember sort of going out um so yeah that was kind of weird i don't really remember feeling sad i think it was just oh she's not going to be around anymore and just sort of as obviously a kid you don't really understand what's going on so i just adjusted and moved on uh and then probably around 1994 uh then my next kind of loss happened i lost my grandpa um grandpa percival william judge um he unfortunately um suffered a stroke and then obviously went into a hospice where he died um it was really sad. Like I remember my grandpa quite fondly as a child. He would always be taking us uh, out and around in the garden. We, obviously, next door to where my grand and grandpa lived was a uh, was the church St Paul's in Beckenham, and we were constantly always over there at the weekends. You know, we'd go. He'd get the will baron. We'd used to go out for his garden around the vicarage, um, and we knew the vicar as well. And he was absolutely fine with us running around like li- little kids, and that because their house was like right next door to it. And I. Always funny remember my grandpa he was just a very kind and gentle person he was never um i don't well no he, yeah just kind and gentle really i don't ever remember him having a go us or getting angry he was just really lovely he was you know just the, the fond memories i have of him and i just remember um before he died i remember visiting him in my dad took me down to the hospital where he was and i think he just had his stroke um and i remember being in there with there all these other people you know who obviously have different Conditions, illnesses, and stuff, and we were in there. And um I remember we were waiting for him in his bedroom, and he came up, and I think he could remember who I was. And I remember just sitting on his lap, and he gave me a hard hug, like, hug, but he couldn't communicate with us. But dad, obviously, I went with dad. um But yeah, I that's pretty much. Yeah, it was it was weird after he went. I kind of knew that he. I, I sort of started to wonder where he was. Then you know, it was it was a hard little time for me. I I do generally miss him. I think he he was a great guy, um, I know it's, it's well over 30 years, it would be 30 years, 29 years now since he passed, um, so you can see where I've come from, I'm now 33, so I must have only been, no, it must have been four or five when that happened, so no, he was my first, sorry, I must say, no, my grandpa was my first loss, but why don't I remember Lulabelle so much, that's strange, so it must, it did go, my grandpa, then auntie Lulabelle, that's strange, funny that, um, yeah, and then not a lot, Loss wise really, the, I think the next loss was kind of my um my mum and dad, obviously they they got divorced. So I'm happy to talk about it. You know, that was a very strange time for me. Won't go to the ins and outs of it, but yeah, like we sort of started to realise that things weren't I well, certainly at the age I was, I was starting to really sort of impact me and know that um he wasn't gonna be around much and and when eventually it all did go um not tits up, but when it all went through, and you know, we weren't seeing dad as often as we were, he moved out. Um, you know, I think we saw him very rarely during that time, and then eventually we were told that we could see him every fortnight for seven hours on a Saturday. And yeah, so we are trying to cherish those moments because obviously my dad wasn't around for me growing up after that. I was eight on maybe like seven or eight when it happened, um, uh, when, when he left, and then sort of all the way through my teens just he wasn't it, that was the loss for me or him not being around and you know he seeing him seven hours on a saturday you know it, it was hard it was, it was difficult for all three of us my obviously my younger brother and my older sister um but we all you know i, I guess i'm talking about me it, it did affect me there were points where sometimes i didn't want to go out and see him because i was just i don't know i think we were, we were arguing i don't know what it was really it was more just a. it was a bad there was good really good times and there were some really bad times and, yeah, I do remember a bad time where I didn't see him from... I didn't want to go out. I saw him. Came back. I, I ran back into the house and mum said, no, you don't have to go. And I think I spent a couple of weekends with my nan and my stepdad, mum when they were taking me out. Um, but, yeah, then eventually back out with him because it's the right thing to do. You know, I needed my dad around. Uh, and then I think probably then obviously I moved away, um, spent time with previous girlfriends and, you know, then eventually um, I was with someone for three years, broke up with him, I had nowhere to go, um, and dad took me in, and I was with him for, I lived with my dad for six years, and i got to say they're some of the best times I had, um, you know, it was a good time to bond with him again, and get, you, you know, I was 20, must have been like 20, and I left when I was 26, um, but yeah, those six years I lived in Bromley with dad at the house, uh, I managed to, you know, rekindle that relationship that we had, the bond, and it was really good, you know, and then, Eventually, I moved out and um, met my the mother of my children. Uh, obviously Cody was on the way, so I moved out into a new flat. Um, suffice so to say that didn't go too well. And then I was back. And then obviously, dad dad came and got me and supported me. Obviously, I couldn't go back to my dad, so I went back to my aunt. But you know, but then when I left to come here, you know, there was I, you know, we we're struggling. But I'm waffling now. I'm going off topic of what I was going to say. But yeah, so. I sort of, I was lucky, so when my mom and dad, obviously like I said, my mom and dad divorced, it was kind of a loss, uh, I lost my dad, didn't lose my, not, he didn't die, um, he, he wasn't around, so I didn't have a father figure growing up, uh, in my eyes, obviously my stepdad came along when I was like 11, 12, so he was around, but having a proper father figure with my dad, you know, I've had to do things, so I've had to learn loads of things about my dad being around, um, and this isn't a cuss out to him at all, it's just, I'm just being honest, like, learning how to shave, I had to do that myself. <laughs> normally that's a father's done thing and you know all the other little things that we could have done together you know I had projects at school that I could have had help with from my dad you know he's quite a knowledgeable guy uh, but yeah it's fine <laughs> so yeah so after dad you know moved out and the divorce and everything there was probably a good four years with nothing going on and I got to around the age of uh, 13 and um that's when the biggest loss happened and I lost my nan uh, when I was 13 years old so that's 20 years ago, that was a massive hit, you know, my nan, if anyone knows me, was a pivotal figure in my life, she um, kind of had, I feel like she had a soft spot for me, like I was her first grandson, you know, I know she had my, my sister, my older sister is her first grandchild, I was the first grandson, I think she kind of realised I was the middle child as well, because when my brother came along, it was like the attention was on him, my dad had my sister, and then it was just me stuck in the middle of all of this. So my nan sort of like took me in and I spent most of my weekends of her. You know, I'd finish school on a Friday, back on straight, you know. She'd either come and get me or when I was old enough, I was able to get on a bus. You know, when I turned it got to secondary school, I was going over there every weekend. Um, or, you know, we, we, every weekend I spent with her, we were going off to London. We were exploring all these new places. She'd take me over to up to Crystal Palace. We'd go into Oxford or down to Oxford Circus or Oxford Street street, John Lewis's. Uh, she's taken me out to the Common on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon before I went home. You know, we always had something to do, like she'd take me new places in London, even though no, it was in South London. But she'd take me places, it was just nice. Um, you know, my fondest memories of us on a Saturday morning, we'd wake up, walk down, I'd walk down to the local corner shop and get my one day bus pass for a pound, come back and then we'd walk round to the corner, we'd just head into London, we used to go on the, I think it was the Route 159 from Stressham Garage all the way down into Martin, into London, we got for Oxford Street she'd take me to Hamley's John Lewis's uh always you know all those little things that all we go to, you know, it's, I have so many fond memories with her and just spending time with her she used to let me stay up late on a Saturday with her watching all the CSI Miamis or whatever was on at the time or NCIS I can't actually remember um you know she was great and on Sundays you know she let me you know I what was not lovely about her is she'd used to always give up, give up her double bed for me when I came over and she'd go into her my mum's old room and sleep in there and then it was just very strange because I was—I don't know why she did it. She every weekend she'd had the bed ready for me, Um and yeah, just have very fond memories of, of her and stuff. And obviously, when she when she passed away, we were on holiday at the time actually Uh down here in Devon, in North Devon, um, and we got the call that she'd been taken to hospital. So we left that morning. We we slept in. Um She was in the hospital. So we came back that morning. My mum and Terry, my stepdad, went off to uh, the hospital. We were at home, all three of us. So we were. Kind of like in this middle of like what's going on, and then and obviously that day went on, and we went to sleep that next night, and unfortunately you know, and then my mum I think got the call that she was not going to make it, and went back in, and I think mum was there when, I think my mum was there when she passed at the hospital, um and obviously we woke up the next morning completely um, unaware of what happened. I think my sister was the first one up and already been told, because um, my mum was distraught, my, my you know losing your mum must be terrible and god forbid when that day comes but yeah I could tell something I woke up and thought mm, something's not right here um, and I just remember going downstairs and you know mum was upstairs in bed that she she's, she's, couldn't tell us so uh, I have a lot of admiration for my stepdad at this point when he told me this this was like you know I've got I had a massive respect because it must be so hard telling you know three kids or I think it's just my brother and my little my, my little brother and me my sister must all, I think my sister already knew um, we sat on the sofa and i just remember him he told us to sit down so i my sister was on one side i was there and my brother was next to me and he just sort of put his arms around all of us and just told us what had happened um and we all just you know i, I all i remember is i broke down and was i was a wreck for a couple of days um and one memory that always sticks out I spoke to my friend on the phone and uh i told her what happened you know i told him what happened then her mum his mum came on the when I spoke to him the next day his mum was like oh Robert's told me about you now and I'm really sorry and I just started crying up on the phone and, you know I, I kept held it together but you know it was those days after that it happened we were just sort of all over the place and yeah and it was just it was just a surreal moment obviously her funeral came around um I don't remember crying at her funeral I remember my mum holding my hand trying to stop her from crying um it was it was a surreal moment not having a, you know waking up and knowing that she's not here anymore was it was tough and it has been for the last twenty years. There's not a day or an hour or a minute where I haven't thought about her. Um obviously I constantly remind myself of her when I put when I you know I've got pictures around my flat of her. Um I'm reminded of pit you know on Facebook when I got my posts up about when it's her birthday, you know. There's special parts of the year where I always remember her specifically. It's like birthdays. Um her birthday, obviously the day that she passed and obviously the other thing that comes with this is why christmas and new year are so hard for me is because she's not here anymore and i struggle like mad when she's not here um and i've just thrown christmas out the window so i don't enjoy it i celebrate it you know i go around for meals with people my mom i would try i, I just I really just don't enjoy it anymore you know uh when i had when cody came along i remember that first christmas with him i went around to the mother's um her the mother's the mother of cody's i uh, went around to her family i really didn't enjoy it i was just like Do you know what i'd rather just have just stayed at home um i get quite miserable i if i get when i'm around christmas it's like me i didn't even put decorations up in my flat anymore i'm i'm so done with the whole christmas shebang anyway but that's just me being a um that's me um i'll celebrate christmas with people family and friends and everything you know but when it comes to like home stuff and nah. that <laughs> but yeah i think so that was the big loss um around 2002 and the only Sort of other loss I had was around 2010, 2011. Like we've just, oh, it was 20. No, yeah, 2010. We celebrated my grand, which is my dad's mum's ninetieth. Um, and in 2011, she was. I think she was. I can't remember. I, I to be honest, I don't think I was ever told. Um, uh, I just remember her get. She was. She was getting older. And I think she just got ill. And I don't. Obviously, I don't know. uh and I just remember we visited her at St Christopher's Hospice. Uh, I went twice and she was fine. She's just, just as normal as she was. Um, and then I remember she, I remember my dad coming in and telling me that she'd passed and I, I don't know how I felt. I think because I'd already been through enough at that point. Um, not just through loss, you know, I was, I was messed up anyway. (laughs) Um, mentally, that's when I started suffering my, um, mental health issues. Anxiety, everything was just coming to a head, and I think because I'd numbed out a lot of stuff, I didn't. I know, and it was sad. I was upset. I was kind of upset that I'd lost her. You know, she was my last grandparent, and it's not something you know I never thought would happen. You know, I'm one of these things that people think would we'll live forever, but they don't, obviously. Um, and yeah, so so she passed away, and I did it when you know when it came to her funeral. Me and my dad, my brother, my cousins, we uh, were all asked if we wanted to be pallbearers. Um, and I felt that was a massive honor for me and her, you know, the rest of us, we carried her in, um, carried her out and obviously we took her, and then when we got to the crematorium we took her in for one, you know, we were the last ones to carry her in, you know, her fat her boys, you know, my dad, me, uh, my younger brother, my cousin Stephen, who is my aunt's son, and then we've got Peter and John who are my older cousins from, uh, my uncle Alan, um, yeah, so... We did that for her, you know. We did that in honor of her, and it was amazing. And um, her and Grandpa are actually at the church where we used to go and play as kids. They're both in the um, in the grounds. Uh, there's two little um, stones on the ground in the ground where their ashes are. Um, yeah. So every time I'm back in London, I always try and get to that round to St. Paul's. I didn't last time, unfortunately I just ran out of time. And also, I always try and get up to at least Croydon Crematorium once a year, or Didn't over COVID the next time i'm up there i'll get over to the crematorium lay some flowers and then probably head over to St Paul's and do one for them um so yeah it was kind of surreal you know when she went uh and then a few years later we lost our great aunt beatrice which was my grandpa's sister uh i don't have many fond memories not fond memories i don't have many memories of aunt beatrice obviously we used to see her as a a kid and then we sort of um dwindled out i didn't see her for very for, for ages and then eventually my dad sort of said do you want to come and see her she was still in the house that um, she's that you know the old house lit in simple with gray tiles very surreal house i i remember going around there when i was maybe like 18 or 19 i hadn't probably seen her for about 10 10 or 11 years or been there um i've seen her at like christmases and stuff like vaguely uh and i walked into this house and it looked like something out of the 60s and 70s there was like an old uh rotary like oh sorry that's me hitting the microphone there was like a a can it was just it was really weird like it'd been nothing had been modernized it's quite an old um flat uh not ha- house sorry not flat um and it's kind of like she's kind of like stuck in the past of it she had a massive garden it was beautiful it was a lovely house um i think when obviously when it's sold obviously the people have done it it's a bit like my grand's house that was old in its own right um and obviously that got sold and that's all been done up modern and it looks nice but you know the, the memories of the old houses um so yeah that's a pretty sort of yeah when she passed away I, I i went to her funeral um and i saw i met her stepson and and her stepchild uh, her stepson um graham and all his children he had like four he had four children himself and then i think he had about eight or nine um great great-grandkids. no i think he had eight grandkids and one great grandchild um so that i've got a picture and my cousins on my um like i think my Beatrice and I see that there's three of them. I think uh there's my there was my, I don't know if they were, I think my grandpa was in the middle. Beatrice was the youngest, and there was an older brother who has who had um Paul, and then there was Chris and is it Chris and John? I think and and they were there as well. So these are cousins I haven't seen since like maybe my mom. So we had the funeral. There's master. There is a picture somewhere. I will have to upload it onto like Insta or something. Yeah. um and yeah, so that's pretty much it. Oh, loss wise, yeah. No, there is one more. <laughs> um, so that all happened before I moved down here, so that must be twenty sixteen. And then just before COVID, literally as COVID hit, um my Nan's older brother Sam, so my uncle Sam, he unfortunately um passed away. Um he didn't have COVID, he just got I think he trying to remember now. i think he just got ill so kind of uncle sam was a little bit of i never knew him as a kid uh, and then just one day he just turned up at my house uh we were coming home from school it's my first memory of sam uncle sam um we came back from uh, from school and he was there and i was like who's this nana was there and uh <laughs> she was like this is my old brother this is your uncle sam and i was like i don't remember you i have no recollection of him from that point but from then onwards he was such a massive influ- you know he's a massive support um you know we we saw him quite a lot he's just a very funny he's such he was such a funny guy um obviously he used to annoy me being a I was a palace supporter he supported arsenal and he'd make a point that arsenal always in the premier league when palace were stuck in division one when it was cool back then um and there was other things like he used to get us up to mischief we were sitting in the garden once um and uh he got the tennis rackets out and we and he started throwing plums to us and we were knocking them over the neighbor's garden and you just remember i just remember the neighbor just kicking off um and uncle sam was like wasn't us nothing to do with us the next time he was down we did it again um but uncle sam he was brilliant he's such a funny guy um and he was great support when nana died he was just you know there for all of us and looking after us and uh helped my mum and sort of sort her flat out and everything um and you never uh, missed he never missed a birthday or christmas for us uh obviously when Cody was born he was supporting me then um and you know you know and it's kind of weird I always used to ring him uh at least once or twice a year and just catch up with him and Auntie Margaret and yeah it's kind of weird now that obviously I haven't spoken to my aunt for a while I, I that's one of these things that I'm going to make sure this year that I catch up with you know this there's, there's my great uncle Doug who's left on and Auntie Margaret who aren't blood related, but they're my aunt and aunt, great aunt and uncle and I'm gonna make sure this year that I will contact them. But it's kind of weird, like I don't not not having Christmas cards from him anymore and birthdays. And I've sort of just come to acclimatise myself that, you know, I'm getting older now and the people that were around me as a, as I was younger aren't gonna be around anymore. Um so I, I'm sort of in my head I know how that I'm gonna be okay with it. Um be different when it comes to parents or you know other you know other things like that that that's completely different um but I'm confident now in myself that you know I won't fall into a black hole I can deal with the grief hopefully um but we'll see I can say one thing and then do another that's my whole life isn't it um so yeah so that's pretty much it with like the, the kind of loss um I guess the other thing for me with loss is not my I haven't lost my kids um I don't see them as much as I want to it's not um kind of out of choice it's a bit of both uh i won't go into it but you know not having them around every day um it's like it is incredibly hard i'm probably not the only father out there that doesn't sometimes i know some of it's not my some of it's my own fault um and i've got stuff to work on and i will work on those issues to you know make sure i can sit you know make sure i get back in con not contact with them but you know try and see them more um but since everything, you know, don't need to go into it. It's a long winded and very complicated. But since everything that happened um, back in September 2021 up till now, I've kind of just cracked on with it. I've been focusing on myself to get myself better. So when I'm ready for that position, when I'm ready to do what I need to do, I will um, not fight, not like a fight back. It will be, I'm not sure, but I will. And when I am ready, I'm going to, I just need to, I'm spend a little bit more time on myself um, and just focus on my just getting myself sorted because uh, I'm not in the place where I'm ready to yet, and I don't think I am not for a while. Um, but I know deep down uh, that I will get there eventually, and obviously, hopefully, you know, I love them to bits. The pair of them are an amazing bunch Those two uh, crack me up. They, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of who they, what they, what they do, what they have become. Um, from information that I've had uh sparingly um I know they're doing well and that's the main thing as long as they're happy well they're looked after you know I support them financially every month I do my bit um and that's all that matters really but I don't want to go into that because that's not relevant for what I'm talking about right now um so yeah so that's this is I'm going to wrap it up in the next couple of minutes um it's been yeah it's been good trying to like talk again I don't know anything. I say is relevant. I just thought I'd just get it out there and uh, um, just touch on what loss meant to me. So really, loss is just I've just have now. I've just learned to deal with. I've I've learned to cope with loss. Um, I was terrible through my teens. Um, I was taught, you know, when I've gone through my CBT training with my counsellor, um, we that was the biggest issue was loss. It was in my teenage years where I wasn't able to deal with certain situations or deal with my, you know, deal with it. Um, and my brain didn't develop to, to hone my skills of developing, you know, my I'm waffling there. Like, my brain wasn't able to process stuff properly, in a way. Um, but I can now. I've got coping mechanisms. I've got stuff that I can do. Um, but if you think about it, if I'm about four years ago, I wouldn't probably have done stuff like this. You know, able to talk quite freely. Um, or, you know... Yeah, it's it's. I've definitely come. I'm definitely in the right direction now. Um. So yeah, I <laughs> never mind. Uh. So yeah. So what will be coming up on the next few episodes? Hopefully, I will have some guests. I don't want to keep doing these one to ones. No, not one to ones. So the hell am I talking? About? I don't want to keep doing ones on my own. Where I'm waffling. Uh. I want to sh- try and not present. I just want to have some fun with some friends. Uh. Who or whoever comes on the chats and just ask them questions. Uh. Find them about themselves. And how they deal with things like loss. Um, and if they have. No not. It's a tough one. Not loss. More like yes. No I'm waffling. See this is my problem. And I'm trying not to swear as well. Um, so how they deal with loss. How they deal with situations. Like for me. How hard it how it used to be to get on a bus. I still sometimes have to listen to music. Like sometimes I'd get on. Show the driver my pass. And walk straight past, past him. Uh, but now I can take my headphones off. And show him. And, and sometimes I have a conversation before I get on. Um, and little things like that, how they deal with, you know, just how they deal with day-to-day life, you know, I uh, uh, just getting a wide spectrum, you know, so we can learn, you know, talk about stuff and see how relevant things in the day life are affecting, like, the cost of living, you know, politics, um, whatever really, what they do, what their hobbies are, uh, and, and how they met me and stuff, um, so you get more of a understanding of who I am, um, and then hopefully I'll do some more one, little, little talks like this, um, Try and look at different subjects. But anyway, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I will hopefully do another one next week. So this week, I'm gonna make sure I take my mic, I've got my stand, I've got my headphones, I've just got to take my laptop with me, plug it in, hit away, and I'm done. You know, it's that simple. That's how easy it is to do this. Anyone can just pick up a microphone and start a podcast and just have fun. Um I'll still do YouTube vlogs, there's another one coming soon. I'm probably gonna make one just after this. Uh, to give an update on there um where i am but yeah anyway take care guys it's been absolutely amazing having the chance to talk like this um like i say probably would not never have happened four or five years ago <laughs> um so take care guys and i will see you on the next episode of the everything matters podcast when i hopefully will have a special guest take care everyone